0: Did you know that Devil
1: May Cry was actually meant to be Resident Evil 4? However, the team made the decision that the general feel of the game didn't really fit into the survival horror genre. You're listening to the Xbox Hub Podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit thexboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode number 80. My name's Gareth Bryan, I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. Richard Dobson. Hey are Richard? Oh,
2: hello. I'm on the left this week.
0: Yeah. How are you doing? You've very kindly filled in for James. It's not very well. Um, last minute edition. How you doing, Richard?
2: Oh, good. Thank you. How are you
0: going? Good, good. I'm very good. And on my virtual right is Mr. William Caruana. Have I said that right, Richard? Well William, I've done all right there, haven't yeah. I? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I didn't think about it, which is good. I went, oh my God, at the last second. That was fine. Um, how are you doing, William?
3: Nick uh, can do, you know.
0: How's, um, yeah. has, has Canada, Williams from Canada, from Toronto, if none of you have heard it before. How's, how's it in Toronto? Uh,
3: it's, it's lovely weather. Uh, unfortunately, morale isn't the best right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, the COVID cases are starting to drop rapidly, but, you know, we're under a pretty heavy lockdown still. I mean, we can't go outside and communicate with anyone outside the household. It's... Pretty rough. Okay. we make them
0: do. Okay. Um, Richard, what's your week been
2: like? What have you been doing? I've had uh, a bit of a topsy-turvy week this week. So since probably February, I've been trying to complete, a, like, much like every other person that's been in lockdown over the past 12 months, I've been trying to complete a jigsaw puzzle. Yep. And uh, this one is a Toy Story 4 jigsaw puzzle. So in the middle... You've got Buzz, Woody, Bar Peep, and Forky. And then around the edge uh, is just simply hundreds of aliens, hundreds of green aliens, and it's it's been really, really tricky.
0: Good. Yeah. I can hear your pain, Richard.
2: <laughs> oh, well, it gets worse. <laughs> <Doesn't> it? <laughs> it, it's it's referred to as an impossible puzzle. Uh I finally, well, I say I finally managed to complete it. All the pieces were out of the box and on the table in the right place, but there was a piece missing. Oh, no. And yeah. I, I don't know where this piece is going to check the floor and everything, but because we have two house rabbits as well, I suspect one of them has it, <laughs> and it's gone. So I've now been in touch with the um, the makers of this jigsaw, and they're very kindly sending out a, a replacement jigsaw. Which is really kind oh, of Oh, that's them. good. Oh wow, that's. But nice. um, on the other hand, I'm then going to have to sift through another thousand pieces to find this one piece that I need to finish it. So <laughs> 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 What do you do when it's finished?
0: Do you just hang up somewhere, or do you just start again?
2: Yeah, I mean, because it's taken me this long, I refuse to be defeated by it. <laughs> but um, I will, I will take a picture and, and know that I'm happy, happy in myself that yeah. I've got all the pieces in yeah. there. Wow, I mean, are you a jigsaw fan, William?
3: Uh, I, I can't say I do a ton of jigsaws. Uh, my mum was doing them for a while. Right. That said, I do have my own perspective to share here. The Disney ones are brutal. Wow! Like, <laughs> uh, I, I knew exactly what Richard was getting at here because we did one. I think it was for Captain Hook, and they had a million gold. F- gold and purple frame pieces that look the exact bloody same <laughs> all over the place, and it took a month. So,
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> what else have you been doing this week, William? What fun things have you been up to?
3: Honestly, this week's been pretty uh, quiet, yeah. all things considered. Most of what I've been doing uh, we cover in our next section, but I did start Jupiter's Legacy this morning. I got a couple episodes in, and it's, it's pretty okay. So Jupiter's know.
0: Legacy is the new Netflix show. It's a Mark Miller, Miller comic, and um, graphic novel, yeah. and it's been adapted into how many, a 10 episodes is it? Jupiter's Legacy, or eight? Uh,
3: eight. Eight. eight.
0: Uh, eight. Yeah. What's that, What's it that, what's that about?
3: So basically the idea is it's sort of Godfather 2 isn't the right actually, Godfather 2 is an apt comparison here. So it's sort of about this group of superheroes and their kids, and their kids struggling to live up to the parents' legacy. And it's mm. sort of told in a very postmodern way. So it keeps sort of going back and forth from, you know, uh, the story of modern day and these kids, for lack of a better phrase, they're in the 20s. Uh, you know, struggling to make do, and uh, you know how they have ideological differences with their parents, and then it tells the story of their parents and how they got their powers back in the uh, Great Depression era. Uh, and yeah, it's it's pretty interesting.
0: Oh, okay, okay, good. So, it's worth me watching? Well, I was thinking about starting next week.
3: Uh, I let me put it this way, I. I haven't fully committed to finishing it yet. I think the general rule of thumb is like the three-episode challenge, if you will. Challenge isn't the right word. Okay. They often say give it three episodes. Each episode's only about 40 minutes. So I think I'm going to stick with it.
0: Okay. Good. I'll I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Um, I, this week, um, going straight into gaming, really. I've been watching the... uh, the preview pieces for the new Ratchet and Clank um, oh my. PS5 mm. um, thing. And it looks great, doesn't it? I mean, it just, what's quite nice about it. It looks better than the trailers a year ago, which is unusual sometimes with that, isn't it? When you see a trailer, yep. normally it, that's when the best it looks, but this looks better. <laughs> now. Um, so I've went back and I've, cause I never finished the, uh, the remake for the PS4 that came out. Um, so I've, been, I had to start again because it's on the PS5, so I had to really start again. But I wasn't that far in. But I'm playing it again. I'm really enjoying myself. Just getting ready for that when it comes on June the 11th.
3: It's a good uh, game. I felt like two weeks ago. It's it's good.
0: Yeah, it is good. I mean, this new one looks great, doesn't it? It's going to be really interesting.
3: Yeah,
0: doesn't. I'm um, really excited. Um. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Going back. It's quite nice. It feels. It feels quite a little bit clunky but it's 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 good.
2: Can you uh, notice the difference playing it on the PS5 as opposed to the PS4? Uh, I think it's supposed to have had a bit of an upgrade.
0: Yeah, I mean everything looks shinier. And I've got a fancy new TV down so everything looks mad. <laughs> it's the colour wise. So I'm not sure if it's the TV or it's the PS5 but yeah, it still mm. it has that yeah, it it looked good before. I remember it looking great on the PS4, you know, just the the level of detail in the background and stuff. That's going to be the what the new one looks amazing, what they can just do in the background, seeing yeah. seeing ratchet um flying through the air and then landing on this ship from afar was just like oh, wow, wow <laughs> um games
3: yeah so can chime in on sorry yeah, go on. Uh, yeah i can I can chime in on that quickly richard uh they have bumped up the frame rate substantially from thirty to sixty, and that that was the big difference for me i I started it the first time and I found it very slow and sluggish at 30 and it feels really good at 60. So, right, there you go. Yeah.
0: Got professional in there. <laughs> I, just, I just like pretty <laughs> colours.
2: A direct time of future yeah. questions to William. <laughs> it's always
0: the best thing to do. Anything to do with games. <laughs> um, right, let's talk about games. What have you been playing? Um, I'm going to start with you, William. What's your first one?
3: Uh, so the first one I did, I played Hood... Laws and Legends, I hope I got the title right there, Uh, which is the new game from Sumo Newcastle, which is one of the newer additions to the Sumo group. They did, you know, uh, Crackdown 3, Sackboy, Hotshot Racing. And this is sort of a player-versus-player-versus-environment game, sort of in the vein of... Hunt Showdown from Crytek, and you know, your goal is to do a heist from start to finish. You know, uh, you have four classes, everything else. It's it's good fun. I gave it a three and a half. The only problem is it starts to get uh, stale after a while, and the matchmaking has a lot of problems. But yeah.
0: So, is it so are you did you play with because obviously you had a review code before it came out? Did you play? Did you get games with players, or was it kind of bots you were playing with?
3: Uh, I got games with players, but the thing is, they have. They don't seem to have a bot system unless someone leaves at the last minute. So, for example, they have a tutorial mode, and that one has the boss. Uh, sorry, the bots. But then when you try and do their PvE training mode, you have to do it on the on your own, there's no bots. Okay. So I did play with players. The only thing is the matchmaking is quite flawed, let's say.
1: Right. So
3: sometimes when I was level 5, I was being matched against people level 70. You know, And you unlock abilities as you level up, so it wasn't necessarily balanced and fair. And the worst thing about it was uh, matches sometimes... I think the longest was thirteen minutes to get into a match. Okay. So, yeah, it's they've got they've got some work to do. Yeah. Do you think but, it's, but
0: it feels like we it, it feel it does look good for you. it. Just feels like is it one of those games that's just going to get lost? And you yeah. know, there's kind of like PVE. I just don't know how this. I think there's only a and now I'm talking a bit rubbish here, but I think there's only a very small market for those types of games and I think Overwatch got the market on console. Uh,
3: well I think the fact that it's player versus player versus environment does help it. That is right. a sort of niche that you don't see a ton of. I mean uh I guess the closest comparators would be Hunt Showdown and I think Stave Decay has something similar. So that helps. I, I think I, I think it's really hard to say how this one's going to play out because it's a games as a service mm. and it's still got a way to go. So like the aforementioned State of Decay and Sea of Thieves, they really turn things around and turn those into fantastic games with vibrant communities and people love them and people play them all the time. Mm. But then you have something like Bleeding Edge, which I adored. I gave that a four and a half and I still stand by that. But Bleeding Edge, it, it sort of died off after a couple months. And uh, Anthem, of course, even Avengers seems to be having difficulties getting its player base back. Mm. Yeah. So there, there is absolutely, this could either die off really fast or it could end up being a sleeper hit. Mm. It sold, it sold well on Steam for the past week, but going up against Resident Evil 8 is not a good idea. And I
0: mean, it's, it's sort of like, getting 3.5s and 3s generally. Yeah, I think months.
3: like yeah. 65, 64 yeah. on Open and Metacritic, something like that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. But that's a good starting point, I think. Because I remember, like you say, some of those other games that have come out very similar all started off with fair to middling
3: reviews, really. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Sea of Thieves has a sixty-eight, and you mo- you ask most anyone who plays Sea of Thieves these days, that's not a sixty-eight game. Yeah, yeah, a lot.
0: I think Sea of Thieves had that kind of like, I've got to try this. Wow factor, rather yeah. than something like this. Maybe you just go, well, I'm not sure about this. Maybe it's a Game Pass game. I like to hear yeah, that saying.
3: Yeah, um, if this, this game. was Game Pass. I think it would have done better. Yeah, and then as well, Sea of Thieves as you mentioned, there was the wow factor, and I wasn't in the Xbox ecosystem at the time, but I can tell you looking from the outside in there was a lot of hype in the Nintendo community as well for that one mm. because this sort of rare where' first new game in eons you know that was not a Kinect game. I think the last one would have been God banjo some uh, banjo not some bolts, nuts and bolts. Yeah. so Ten years, right there. So there was obviously a lot of hype going into that because of the pedigree of that team. I think that helps as well. Yeah, I think that also may have played a part in why the scores were lower at the start. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, good. Um, Richard, what have you been playing?
2: Um, I've been playing a, a, again. I'm also reviewing as well. It's called um, "Flowing Lights," which is like a an arcade shooter from a uh, from top to bottom but it has this really really unique mechanic about it that you're trying to solve puzzles at the same time so if you've got a an enemy set up then you there's a there's a way to shoot shoot them in which order and um at which time as well timing's important and then you need to figure out the levels this way and it really gives something different to a uh, to a genre of games that's been around since since year dot basically, um, really lets the player think about what they're doing in advance. So you can sort of see the setup beforehand, and you can see if these if the enemies are moving and which way they're shooting. Some, some sometimes they'll target just you. Sometimes they'll target an area, and just constantly pepper that area. Okay. So you you can you can see it well in advance, and you know how to prepare for stuff like that, and then. It, but it gives you like a, a trial and error situation, so if you die, you can instantly retry and stuff. And um, I've been quite impressed by it. I wasn't I wasn't expecting much when I when I saw the trailer. It looked a bit um, a bit basic, but I've really right. warmed to the art style as well and and the gameplay. I've been I've been really surprised by this.
0: The art style's got that kind of Tron feel to it. That,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That that at first I was I thought it just looked a bit drab. And a bit basic, but no, if, after playing with it and, and seeing it a lot more, I can I really appreciate that now as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, good. we are you going to give it?
2: Uh, I'm probably going to give it four stars, actually. <gasps> oh. oh. It's, it's been quite... It's Yeah, it's been really enjoyable, and I, there's a lot to go at as well, and it does get really hard towards the end. So I think it's split into ten different areas were all themed and then towards the end of these areas the levels do get really rather tricky there was one that i did yesterday and it just threw through me through a right curveball at me so there was these gas bubbles that sort of stop your your firing and you need to figure out how to get around them basically but then this last level just presented it as like um a platforming section so you needed to zoom up the side of the the cliffs that sort of keep the level enclosed. And There was all these platforms and you needed to figure out how to shoot. And I was just like, the, the the level design is really, really good.
0: Oh, good. Good, that sounds good, Richard. I like great. the sound of that. Sorry, what are you going to say, sir?
3: Uh No, I just said great.
0: Great, good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Talking about great, I've been playing Resident Evil Village or Resident <laughs> Evil 8. Um, won't give away any spoilers, but I think it's great I think it's a brilliant game really really good game and i'm i'm a resident evil i've played them all but i'm not a i'm never that worried about the kind of story <laughs> that much. you know I kind of just like walking around the environments I really enjoyed the Resident Evil seven um it follows on from that with them with the same character, the same hero of that in in first person and you 've always seen where you kind of go um Ends up in this kind of village, which is a homage to Resident Evil 4 with some of the same kind of characters that come back, I think. I can't even remember Resident Evil 4 that much. Um, and of course, we've seen uh, the vampire, Big Lady, she's in it, but there's loads more, those more kind of villains and those more sort of set pieces. It, it looks fantastic, I think. For Sean Series X and certain environments, everything just looks good. The detail of like set pieces but also just the small details of like ornaments or like tables or like things you might find in the interiors um of course the creatures are brilliant it plays fantastic it's my favorite one so far um even over seven because i thought seven was brilliant for the first half then there was a whole section in seven on on a boat that i just lost interest in <laughs> and uh and this, even though some of the reviews have said you know towards the end it isn't, but I actually really enjoyed the end of this. I thought it was great all the way through. Thought the boss battles were brilliant. Thought it was um yeah really, and I really was into the story this time. Really into it. I thought i really get this. And it yeah, it's it's a it's really good, really really good. I recommend, especially any Resident Evil fans, definitely get it. If any people are curious, and not played Resident Evil, give this a go. It's a good showcase. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Very good. Good, Richard. You got it to play. I have.
2: I need to get around to it. Get around
0: to it. I think, you enjoy it. and it's short. It's not that big. It's not that long. It's going to be, I don't know, eight hours or something.
2: I keep seeing the the, the odd little spoiler of some of the enemies and some of the, the people that you run into, and I'm like, oh, I really need to get around to it. Yeah. But yeah, sooner rather than later.
0: Definitely. Um, William, what what other games have you been playing?
3: Uh, for me, after I beat Hood, I was in a sort of weird position that I was trying out games, for lack of a better phrase, mm. you know. So I I played a bit of the Infamous Second Son, and I really wasn't feeling that one. Which was surprising, because I really loved uh, Sucker Punch's game after uh, Ghost of Tsushima. You know, I tried some other stuff. And then, for lack of a better phrase, I've just sort of fallen into what I like to call comfort food gaming (laughs) right now. I'm just playing stuff that I know and I like. So a lot of Forza Horizon 4. And then also I'm doing another playthrough of Dishonored 2. I loved that game uh, with Emily Caldwin. But this time I'm doing Corvo's story, so I'm seeing some of the differences Mm. there. It's it's a really great game. It's a really good game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: You played Dishonored too, Richard.
3: I played most
2: the first one, and then the game cheated me by saying that I'd, I'd caused the death. <laughs> Even when I was going for a deathless run, and I refused to ever go back on it again. <laughs> oh no! Wow!
0: Wow! So it's yeah. it, it's a it's a bad memories for you.
2: I mean, up to that point, I was loving it, but yeah, it just really, <laughs> really annoyed me because I was so careful.
0: And you, what was it? What was the death? What happened?
2: It I remember at the end of each level, it sort of give you an overview of what had happened. Yeah, there does. And um, it just said that there was a death, but it didn't tell me where or what it was. So right. I was like, no, there's not. There hasn't been. And uh, and then it got promptly deleted.
0: <laughs> I think I played that game. I was just killing everything. <laughs> and everything. There was yeah, rats, rats everywhere, isn't there? is not its that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you you can play high chaos as they call it, but you get the bad ending. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to play low chaos for the good one. Uh, the fun, the funny thing is, though, uh, to your point about accidental deaths, uh, I I do not do deathless, but I do low chaos, so I so I play almost entirely uh, uh, non lethal. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the funny thing is, you know the you can grab someone and put them into a sort of chokehold and take them out harmlessly. So this will just put them to sleep. And so a couple times in combat, you'll have to do that if you caught. So I'm putting someone in a chokehold and a few times, some other guy will just hit them or shoot them and then go, you killed them. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who shot at him with the gun. <laughs> it's not my fault. You. That's- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think at the moment there's a documentary, little hour documentary about the making of Dishonored One and Two, online.
3: here it is. Yeah. yeah, worth a look.
0: You see that? Yeah. Good. Dishonored Two. And um, Richard, what's your second game?
2: Uh, I guess then similar to to what William was saying that I've just been playing. Only came out a few weeks ago, but I've been playing New Pokémon Snap as a as a way to wind down on an evening. Uh, conversely to Flowing Lights that demands attention and patience no new pokemon snap i can just turn on because then um chill out with before i go to bed so it's 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 on rails so you go around these locations just basically taking pictures of pokemon and it's (laughs) the most relaxing thing and it's perfect to perfect to wind down with on an evening
0: (laughs) wow okay
2: i'm really enjoying that
0: good what's it on
2: that is on the Nintendo Switch. Ah, yeah. Okay. And if you've got a Switch, because I only have a Switch Lite as well. Right. So sometimes I'll play it sat down or if, if I'm in a chair. But if I'm sat in my computer chair like I am now, obviously, that swivels around and it uses the motion controls. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm just <laughs> winging myself around the room, taking pictures of Pokemon <laughs> on the little screen. But, yeah, I'm having a blast with it.
0: Good. Very nice. Um, the next one we've got here is I'm doing, which is um, Subnautica Below Zero, which I've had now for a, a week, over a week, I think. And I'm I'm gonna I'm doing my review this weekend, and it's been out. I think it came out on Tuesday, maybe, or maybe the embargo is. Oh no, it's not out yet. It's out tomorrow, but the embargo is definitely gone. Thank God. Before <laughs> <laughs> I say anything else, it's out tomorrow. Um, now I never played um, Subnautica. I never really did it at all, so why I reviewed it, God only knows. I don't think anyone else went in for it, of <laughs> our team, and I, I, I really, I really love it. It's really interesting because when the moment you play, it, it's, you start up, and there's a story there, and the story is, um, I think, connected to the first. You're kind of on this ice planet, and you're kind of running away from meteor and then you go underground, and then you're go under in under the water, and then you're in a little base, and that's all you know so if you just like me you're new to the whole thing you're there and you go right and there's no real instructions about what to do next (laughs) and so you're if i was playing it and it was on game pass and i switched it on and did that and i was like look at it i'll go nah i'll move on to something else but because i'm reviewing it you have to sort of do the work and have to kind of work out what's going on. And then when you get into it, which is very much like the, you know, survival crafting. No Man's Sky has got me that. It's basically you're pinning kind of like formulas of things, like you would have to go and collect some objects to make, um, some fins that you can swim faster, the compass or a scanner that you can scan items with. And then you gradually start to get bits of the story that might give, you, might give you a hint that there's something over here to explore. Then you go over there, you you find some more bits. Now, when I'm saying this, I've described to you, six hours have passed <laughs> for that bit I've described <laughs> to you, <laughs> of me swimming around trying to build stuff, and then before I've gone on to the next bit of story. So the game's huge, and, and by the end of this game, as we can see from the first one, people are building underwater stations, by scanning blueprints, getting more information, building huge um, ships for them to swim around with, and it's it's one of those games you can do the story. I think the story would take you. Know, you know, you get to a point when you have to get to a point in the story when you obviously have to build more sophisticated equipment to go deeper underwater. So you can't just kind of run through the story quickly. You've got to build. But I think after you've done the story, there's just it's an open world for people to have fun with and explore and that's what's happened with the first one there's loads of people still there still playing it enjoying it and there's a couple of modes you can do the first mode which is survival completely where you have to get food and water and then there's a kind of the story mode you'd have to worry about food and water and then there's just a kind of creative mode where everything's unlocked and you can just have fun there that's great it's really good it's a really lovely environment to be in they design it beautifully it's been in preview for a while so it's not not hugely buggy. There's a couple of little jolts, but nothing major. Um, it feels very really polished, and it's, the story is interesting, and the world's interesting. The voiceover work is great from the characters. Yeah, I'm really, I'm enjoying it. But I think if I did it, it's quite a. If you, it, it assumes that you know stuff. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, um, I find that with most survival games.
0: Yeah, but it's lovely. Yeah, it's great. Really good. I think I might give it... It's going to be quite high. Four, definitely. But I'll see you this weekend. Yeah. Good! Um, Now, the other game I'm playing at the moment, but I'll talk about more next week, is Assassin's Creed New DLC. came out today. And it takes you to Ireland for Valhalla, And that's why I've started today. I'll talk about that more next week. But I've just done the Let's Play for it. Let's do some news. Let's do some news. Um, Coalition. Uh, made an announcement, William, what do they, they say?
3: So the coalition has announced that they have moved development on to Unreal Engine 5 now. They are starting to sunset Gears 5, for lack of a better phrase. They're doing two more operations. They'll keep it live after there, but that's sort of the last bit of new content for that. And now they're going to start working on multiple projects. Now, one of those, obviously, Gears 6. Uh the other one, however, is interesting because it might be a new IP. From what I, uh, from what Jeff Grubb has been saying, it's something a bit smaller, so maybe think like Ninja Theory's Project Mara, if you remember that one, which is a small little horror game that they were doing to test out mm. some of their graphical abilities for Hellblade 2. Is that the one but, with the, yeah. the carpet that you mentioned, Gareth? Oh, yeah. So that was. one, yeah,
2: the, the stairs and the carpet,
3: yeah, that does ring a yeah, yeah, that one and the apartment, yeah. Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of.
3: So, yeah, I think I think it's really good to see them starting to step out of their comfort zone a bit. I really think they are a very talented team, but as well, one of the things I'm very happy about with Xbox is they've got 23 studios and counting. they were still buying more they have all of these exciting new projects coming from third parties which means now Gears Gears and Halo after infinite no longer have to carry the weight so to speak you know mm. they don't have to be these massive triple a you know ones that have to come out on a regular click and so this allows for more experimentation and it allows for a longer dev cycle you know that means more ambition, hopefully less crunch, and yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what the coalition does next. Use five was great. Use four was even better, I think, and six is going to be awesome.
0: Now, Unreal Engine Five is the PlayStation demoed it, didn't it? the The game that wasn't a game that yeah. everyone wanted yeah, to the be game a game was a game? <laughs> yeah, that we saw last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's really exciting. It's really exciting to see. I mean, it's interesting at the moment. Is you know, we're getting a sense of like there was a tweet this week from PlayStation again, one of the execs talking about from Xbox, sorry, one of the execs talking about how you know they've got some very exciting announcements coming up, which obviously is for hopefully for E3 in June, and some things are going to blow us away. I think we're, you know, it's it has been a slow year, you know, as we've talked about before because of COVID, because of restrictions, so you haven't had these huge games, but I think hints of what's to come, you know, graphically as well. And just with the games, is really exciting. Um, yeah. Which takes this world to the other side, to the PlayStation have announced this week. They've got four, 25 games in development at this moment and half of them are new IPs. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: and you said as well, William, didn't you, is, um, Xbox have got about 44 in
3: development at the moment. Uh, yeah, Xbox has 23 teams plus, uh, including global publishing, so that's uh, partnerships like Asobo and Dontnod and another one that's been heavily rumored. And so, yeah, current estimates put their output at anywhere between 43 and 45 games, which is amazing. Mm. And, uh, you know, this, this 25 for PlayStation is nothing to scoff at either when you... Take into account they have about half the uh, first party capabilities, so yeah, it's, it's gonna be very exciting.
0: It's interesting to remember because I, you know, just playing in the last couple of weeks Returnal and then going into Resident Evil, and with Returnal, really seeing what that PlayStation could do, you know, at the start of its cycle, and that was. Great, you know, really interested to play just on the fact of the kind of like what, they, what you're seeing on the screen. They're kind of like, and even with Resident Evil, it feels so much less blocky, it feels so continuous all the time. I sort of still remember Resident Evil kind of going into the rooms and there's loading screens or there's things there, <laughs> it just feels a bit more, you know, much more fluid. And just visually, it just looks amazing. So it's it makes me exciting because I'm all about visuals, just make things pretty things to look at. It's the fighting the stuff that gets in the way. I'm just quite happy just to walk around yeah it's it's exciting times i think do you and think the we're... fact
3: that sorry
0: sorry winning please going?
3: go sorry i'm quite bad about overlapping the yeah. fact that half of these are new ip is really exciting as well you know i mean uh there was an interview that jim ryan did last year and he said oh new ip's this risk we're They'll be looking away from that, but they seem to have changed their tune on that and are doing a bunch new, bunch of new IPs. So we know one's coming from Jade Raymond, one's coming from the Bungie devs, Naughty Dog's crafting new IP right now, Sony Santa Monica, Bend. Like, you know, uh, last gen was fantastic for new IP for PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, Horizon, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, you know, uh, even Spider Man, well, not a. New IP, so to speak, it was new to Insomniac yeah. and to PlayStation. So,
0: but you know, yeah. what I think is, it works though, especially with um, Ghost of Tsushima. It's like, you know, what one of the big things it worked for? It came out in August, so it came out in August when there's no other games that many games around as well, which really helps because people are hungry for game, new games, so they buy it, and that's one of the biggest things. It's, you know, we've talked about it a little bit more here. It's when you pack October and November full of games. Yes and you've got new IPs in the middle of that which has happened before they get lost and it hasn't got you know it hasn't got the power they have you it's we don't you know we talked about this before but we don't live in this world now where um people only buy games at christmas and people don't buy games in the summer holidays people do buy games in the summer holidays <laughs> it's a different world from 1997 when all this was yeah. set up when it was maybe aimed toward buying games for kids it was this time it's, you know, everyone plays games. Yeah. yeah. So when that kind of buying market, that's what they need to do, spread it out through the year, which
3: I think they've started to do. And it's not even buying market, so to speak, anymore. Uh, game Pass has quite literally changed the game. Mm. You know, it doesn't make a ton of, uh, like, I think we're going to have a crowded holiday this year just so they can shut up the narrative of no games and all that. Yeah. But if you take a look, like, going forward, it makes far more sense to have one in February and one in April and one in uh, July and all that, and then a big one at Christmas, because you want people subscribe month over month. If you just throw all this stuff at them at once, and it falls under the radar, then they're just gonna sit back and go, "Why am I subscribed to this?"
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, um, we got some news this week about the Battlefield Six, um, which is basically saying. There was a tweet saying the kind of reveal is going to be in June. I think the tweet was from like June Boom or something. I don't know what it was.
3: Crimes was soon.
0: <laughs> June, yeah. Um, and, but they've confirmed that it's going to be cross-gen now. So it's going to be Xbox One as well as Series X and PlayStation 4 and 5. Because the big rumor was that it was going to be just on the new consoles.
2: Are we assuming that means it's coming out at the end of this year then? Because I don't think. If it was going to be cross-gen, they'd want to put it out next year. Yeah, I
0: think they've said in their financials this yeah, game I will release it's... October to December, right? Um, so it feels like it's yeah, it's there, but it's, it's going to be their big one. Um, yeah, you're right. I think it's no. I think cross-gen will be next year. Maybe it just be FIFA. <laughs> no, FIFA <laughs> <laughs> <think laughs> will
2: still be released in on the three sixty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, maybe that will start to stop. I mean, you know, we're talking about, we've said this before, but (laughs) you're talking about Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's coming out this summer still. Yeah, it does. That's only on the Series
3: X, isn't it? Yeah, Um, and in fairness that if they can get that running on the Xbox One, that is a modern (laughs) record. (laughs) because this thing throttles PCs. Like, the thing puts my... My PC, which is probably at about 70% of the Series X specs, it brings it to its bloody knees at points. So imagining that on the 1, uh, yeah, it scares me. Yeah. It's going to have uh, to be a whole hard drive and nothing else if it was on the 1. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Um, it's going to have to be Crackdown 3 style, and they're going to need all the bloody cloud for the whole thing. <laughs>
0: The um, EA also said they're going to be doing their EA Play uh, on July 22nd, which they did their showcase, which we, we did last year on the podcast, which I can't even remember what games they had on there last year. Can you remember?
3: Uh, last year they had uh, they had Skate 4, they announced that. Uh, they had a look <laughs> at Dragon Age, just uh, right. a look at that. Uh, what else? They, they announced a bunch of Switch ports, and then they showed off Motives game that ended up cancelled.
0: And the Rocket yeah, game, yeah, Rocket.
3: Yeah, Greg no there. he hosted. Uh, that's right, yeah.
0: So they've got another one of those. <laughs> um, so what do we think is going to be on there? It'll be a sports, of course, sort of a was sports montage. A sports. Um, <laughs> Battlefield.
2: Yeah, more Battlefield after the reveal in June. Yeah. I think the reveal might just be a short trailer and then the EA Play will have a, a more in-depth thing yeah. about it. yeah.
0: Dragon Age or Star Wars, probably. Oh, Star Wars, yeah, yeah. Um, Dragon War, Dragon Age—is that? When is that that? That's a few years away,
2: isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I, I, well, because it got announced a few years ago. Now, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd hazard a guess at next year. Okay,
3: right. And next. Uh, it 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 is. Bioware uh, Anthem was cancelled, which means they have more resources for that. But they've they've been going through a transitional period to put it nicely. A lot of people have left and moved and everything else. So I think, I think Dragon Age is 23 if I'm being honest. Okay. I'm, I'm more than happy if I'm wrong. All
2: right. We'll okay. see what Bioware have been up to tomorrow. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Now there's a thing that, um, I just got quite interested in, um, E3, which we know is coming up. Um, and we'll be doing some, hopefully we'll getting together a little idea about we might do some daily podcasts or every two days or whatever we can work <laughs> out um, straight after the events. We might do something live. We're, we're, we're in discussions. Um, but E3 and Cells have got an online portal, an app, um, that they're developing that you can download for free. And I think the idea behind it is that you can sort of experience like you're at E3, when you can go up to be, go up to certain games, almost like going up to the stores and having a look at them individually, rather than just watching the, uh,
2: the video announcements.
0: Did you ever look at this? Did you see this? Am I right?
2: I, yeah. Is this what Devolver did? Is it Devolver? Did they do? Yeah,
3: they released a game
2: like last year that was essentially their booth for E3, right?
3: Yeah, Devolverland or something. Something like that.
2: Yeah. So you could walk around, I think it was on Steam, and they said, they pitched it as a game, but it was like an interactive booth with all their upcoming releases, I believe. Wow. Sounds similar to that, anyway.
0: I mean, it it shows a kind of commitment for them to do, you know, I just just don't know whether people, some of these people would think, do we need to go back to doing a live thing again? (laughs) Should we just do it online now? These events, uh, it's cheaper,
3: that is true. Uh,
0: Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be a hard one, I think. Some of these, you know, I don't know, maybe it's fine. Maybe they all want the events, but yeah,
2: I'd I'd like smaller ones. Yeah, I don't think I would, I would never have the intention to go into E3, but um, the ones that they have in London. The E G X, mm. uh, rest as well. Yeah, they're, they're something similar in in size to those would be more appealing. But yeah, not not wanting that to ever step foot in E three. No, no, we will be there next year
0: live outside. <laughs> uh, as long
2: as are outside.
0: We're <laughs> um, just quickly going through some other bits of bobs. Um, new Dungeons and Dragons is Dungeons and Dragons coming to Game Pass? Is this the one that's coming out in June, or have I Made this yes. Up. Uh,
3: yes. Yeah, they uh. just announced it like an hour
0: before this. Wow. Uh, yep. Day and, one. And is that kind of Diablo kind of feel to it? Sort of dungeon crawler. Well, it's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> or is it kind of? Am I? I've not seen anything about this game. Tell me about this game. Does it look exciting? Am I? Should I be excited by this? Uh, it's I
3: haven't
0: of seen creepy. much. We none of us know about it.
3: It's a hack and slash, it's a Canadian developer, uh, it's got RPG elements, it's co-op, so oh. that's, that's pretty good for Game Pass, you know, we were talking earlier with Hood about getting people playing, so, yeah. but yeah, you know, ultimately I think the big thing for this one is it's a big game, it's a big intellectual property, and it's just another step by Xbox to make their place the place for RPGs, so yeah.
0: Um, Skull and Bones has been delayed again. <laughs> we don't want to laugh. I'm sorry, Skull and Bones. It's James's. Is his favourite game. He's been after this game for years. Um, what's going on with that?
1: What is going
0: on with that? When's it been delayed to 2023? Yes, I think 2022, it has. 2023. It? I mean, that's a matter. I just. I think they must have built it again from
3: scratch, haven't
0: they? Uh, Yeah,
3: they've they've done a soft reboot. Right. This is Ubisoft again, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, so there's. They delayed
2: a load of stuff scheduled for the start of this year, didn't they? Uh, Far Cry 6, the Prince of Persia remake, and they're still supposed to be working on Beyond Good and Evil 2. I forgot about that. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I can tell you this, uh, there was the, one of the producers for Sea of Thieves, he shared a picture, and, he, and it was just him grimacing outside the skull and bones. <laughs> group, and he just posted this to celebrate this, because for years, for years, it was always the hardcore console warriors, you know, the PC master race, the uh, as they call themselves. And the you know the very hardcore PlayStation fan saying, uh, Skull of Bones is gonna kill Sea of Thieves. Why would you play Sea of Thieves? Skull and Bones is gonna be so much better. Uh, just you wait for Skull of Bo- Skull and Bones. Uh, Sea of Thieves is gonna die right then. Well, yeah, well, maybe come 2023, Sea of Thieves needs to be afraid, but
0: yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? How the kind of that game it's just, I, I, I feel that game's not gonna come out. <laughs> Just got this feeling. I think it's going to be one of those games that we're going to that we're going to talk about and go. Wonder if it ever how far it got. Maybe clips of it. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's. I think the the thing about Sea of that makes it kind of exciting is is people also being on a boat and having fun and shooting people out cannons, and then going to an island. And it's all quite like, tongue in cheek, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The thing about just doing sort of like naval battles. It's tricky, isn't it, on its own. I don't know how exciting yeah. that is. Assassin's Creed do it really well, and they have done it, but it's part of a bigger
3: game.
2: Serious pirating.
3: It might be a Yeah,
2: serious pirating.
3: Appealing. Yeah. Let's we'll see. No shooting a guy out of a cannon onto another guy's <laughs> ship and then <laughs> a, a ride of the Valkyries on the hoodie goody
0: here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, some of that stuff. Um, now, William, you've got you've got a little note here about the Xbox Io Interactive, and you put in here for me to say, please warn the listeners of spoiler. Tell me all about this spoiler coming up.
3: Spoiler coming up. If you don't want to know what Xbox is working on, you are save this for a uh, future E3. Please do, but. Xbox has four publishing games in production right now. This is coined to Jez Corden, Jeffrey Grubb, you know, uh, Tom Warren. So very legitimate sources with great track records. And the big one that we know the most about is coming from IO Interactive. These guys did Hitman. They did Kane and Lynch. They're working on a Bond game. But they have been growing rapidly. They have three studios now, and they want to make an RPG. Now, what we know about this RPG, it's codenamed Dragon. It's a sort of multiplayer RPG, but non-MMO. So it's closer to like Diablo or Fable uh, with, uh, well, not not so much Fable, but uh, more Diablo with co-op and a big sort of connected world. It's, it's uh, again, like Diablo, but from a third-person perspective, and they have been hiring up for this, and now they've got one of the lead designers from The Witcher games on this game. So this this has the potential to be one of the big exclusives. Now, we're talking something that's three, four, maybe even five years away, but it's still something to, worth watching. you know.
0: Okay, good. Good. I like the fact that lots of people are moving around different companies from other teams. Like being sort of pitched here like someone from the I don't know, the steam is going over to this work with this company. It's a lot of kind of moving mm-hmm. around, which is normal. But it's kind of it's gonna yeah. be it's interesting. Um now it's coming up to uh it is six months since the Xbox Series X got released. It's the first six months of it in November. Um how do you think it's done so far? What do you what's what's the positives? Of it so far, and what's the kind of negatives? I know what we we're going to say, but we've all we've both we've all got one, of course. Um, I'll get mine right now. Yeah. Do we, as a thing, do we like it? Do we like it as a
3: as a bit of hardware first of all? Would you? As a bit of hardware, it's brilliant. You know, it's uh, even comparing it to the PS5 right now. It's so much more compact. It's really brilliantly designed in Mm -hmm. pretty much every regard it's it's got a ton of power under the hood it's not it's made carbon neutral i believe it makes no noise whatsoever it's just a wonderful piece of hardware it's so fast and i'm playing games at 60 frames per second and i love this thing Hmm. And that's before we even get into stuff like their uh, backwards compatibility program and FPS boost and uh, auto HDR. Like as just as a gaming box alone, I think it's the best one I've ever owned. I and I mean this genuinely. It's it's phenomenal.
0: Wow, there you go. Richard, follow
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
3: I could listen to William <laughs> all day.
2: Um, no, I, I I fully agree. It's. And definitely in terms of Xbox consoles, it's by far the best one I've ever owned. I have it tucked behind the TV uh, because it is slightly bulky to fit in any of the the gaps that I have in my TV unit. But I I wish I would have that one on show as opposed to the PS5 because (laughs) it's just night and day in in terms of how much I prefer the Series X over the, the, the look of the PS5. And the sound, every time I turn that on it, it sounds like it's taking off. Your PS5? Yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. isn't it?
0: It's a disc, yeah, isn't that's
2: it? What we all do. Right? All it's doing at the moment, we're, we're using it as a glorified Blu ray player. I think the Blu ray player on the PS5 is better than the Xbox one. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the Blu ray
3: player is louder. Yeah. Uh, it'll, yeah, the disc will spin every hour or so if you're just playing a game, but yeah.
2: Which it times it well in terms of. Games the Th- Game of Thrones episode's been about an hour long, so the fan doesn't intrude too much <laughs> during them, but but yeah, it's I do I much prefer the Series X over the PS5 for the time being. Other than the only obvious thing that we're gonna discuss now, I assume. I can't say, uh...
0: Yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. So this the next yeah. one. Let's chat <laughs> about games. It's it's yeah, Xbox for games. Um what have we had? What's what's been impressive? What what's been lacking? Um, we've had on exclusives on the Xbox Series X, not exclusive, or just on that console in the medium.
2: Yeah, what else? Judgment, and that's Judgment. It, I believe. Uh,
3: the the exclusives we had, Yakuza Seven, for three months as an exclusive. Oh, yeah, uh, that did release on had- the PS Four at the same time. Yeah, we have Gears Tactics. That was cross-gen. There were a couple exclusives, uh, Falconer uh, and Call of the Sea and Enlisted. They've all gone to PlayStation now. Mediums probably go in a month or two. So, look, I mean, the old joke that they always say is Xbox has no games. That is patently false. We know that they're working on 45 of them right now. But when it comes to launch, it really, it really seems like they put all their codes on Halo, and I think that was a mistake. You know, hindsight yeah. is always twenty twenty. But when they had four games coming out last uh, last August, you know, they had uh, grounded. They have five. They have grounded, flight sim, uh, uh, battle toads. They had Tell Me Why, they had Wasteland 3, you know, they could have saved one or two of those for the launch in retrospect. Mm. I I get it. Halo is massive. It would cannibalize everything. But Mm. the problem is that it's also a house of cards that they built their whole first year off of. Mm. And so, you know, I think they've done a good job of trying to fill in the gaps in the meantime. Like... Let me put it this way: Had Halo come out, I don't think we would have gone things like MLB the showery Outriders Day stay one on Game Pass? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's really <laughs> yeah. nice that we got those. Yeah. And ultimately, you just want good Halo game. So they yeah. made. Like, I know. I, them I them.
0: think they've made. Yeah, I think Game Pass has been great all it the way makes
3: through. The first six months, a bit, yeah. a bit dry. You know. I mean, in fairness, PS5 has had its dry spells as well, but it's been a lot more consistent and it was stronger out of the gate through software.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think with PS5, you've had, on launch, you had um, Demon Souls, you had uh, Spider-Man, you yeah. had um, Sackboy. <laughs> First called Little Big Planet, <laughs> um, and then you had kind of return or didn't you? April, There's maybe another one. In have I missed another one?
3: instruction All Stars. Oh yeah, uh, I, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Richard, well, oh, sorry. PS Five is doing though, the the mix that makes it good for me as someone that's primarily an Xbox gamer is the uh, the the PlayStation Plus games offerings that they do each month are yep. really really it good. So I think you get getting one or two PS4 games and a PS5 game each month for the time being.
3: And, and the um, PS Plus collection as well, as someone who's yes. still a PS4 yeah, yeah. gen, that's, that's been great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Game Pass is still undisputably the best value in gaming, but PS Plus collection has been awesome. I mm-hmm. played God of War for the first time. I thought it was brilliant. So
0: Yeah, um. But, you know, you think back to maybe 360. What do we have in the 360 in the first six months? You you had Elder Scrolls, didn't you? I remember that. That was, you had Oblivion. <laughs> you had Oblivion.
3: Yeah. The yeah. Zero. Oh, even Was Gears holiday or was that May? I can't remember. I,
0: I, think, think Gears, yeah. I think Gears might have been in the first. Maybe. No, no, it was the next year.
2: Was, there, was it Faza Motorsport 2? Could be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: Goose was November. Sorry. yeah.
0: And Xbox was Xbox One was Titanfall? That happened in the first six months, didn't it?
3: Xbox One was great. It had yeah, Titanfall, New Tycoon, Rise, uh, oh, yes. Screamer. Uh, Dead, Dead
0: Rising 3? Sunset, Dead yeah.
3: Rise, Dead Rising 3. Yeah. 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 Let me put it this way. I think... Xbox is sort of in a similar position to where PS4 was last gen. They've got the cheaper console now. They've got the better console in terms of power and ecosystem and all that. They have the more consumer-friendly approach, but they don't quite have the games right now. Now, the thing about PlayStation is, for them at least, they still they had Knack, they had Drive Club after a year, they had uh Killzone Shadowfall, and they had uh, Infamous Second Son, and well, I I don't think those are necessarily regarded as great games. They were still pretty big AAA games. Mm. Now, said if we can get Flight Sim, if we can get uh, and Psychonauts right now, and stuff like the Medium, that's an okay first year, and then by holiday we looking at Halo and maybe even uh, Force Horizon 5 and or Starfield, which mm-hmm. would be huge
0: yeah, if they yeah. can get that done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay. Brilliant, gentlemen. Thank you very much today. Um, now, what are we looking forward to next week?
2: Richard? Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition oh, out nice. tomorrow looking forward to that. Just just as uh, everything's opening back up for us, there's a game coming out that I'm going to be spending hundreds of hours playing. <laughs> hundreds <game>. of hours? <laughs> it's hundreds <laughs> of hours.
0: If you do all three, wow. Wow. Good luck. Uh, William, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh,
3: being a week closer to E3 at this point, <laughs> I mean... Just before just before I wrote this, we were supposed to lift the lockdown next week or at least ease the restrictions. That's not happening. That's just oh, been delayed another two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean oh, no. look, our numbers are bad, but they're getting a lot better. I was hoping I would at least be able to get coffee with a friend or God oh, yeah. forbid play around golf. But those seem to be too much for the government right now. So despite doctors telling them it's totally okay. So I'm I don't know. This isn't my political soapbox. I, I am all in favor of the lockdowns, you know, to stop the spread and everything. It's just it's been on and off lockdowns for a year and a half here, and like uh, the restaurants and theaters and all those have been closed for uh, coming up on uh, seven, eight months now. Mm. So it's, it's just it's eventually, yeah, mm-hmm. e 3s coming. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> gonna, going. we're going to
3: get, gonna get a, <laughs> a Nintendo show, a Microsoft show a Ubisoft show, it'll we'll, we'll all work out it'll work out,
0: it'll work out, work out. Um, what am I looking for, I've got nothing to do I'm going to work next week um, for the first time in, I'm doing a theatre show so I'm back rehearsing in a space with people which will be good um, and uh, it's probably going to knacker me out, but that'll be good and um, that's it really. yeah, um, FA Cup this weekend football fans, that's going to be good and but where can we find you, Rich, if we want to chat to
2: you? I'll be on Twitter at double nineteen twelve. Brilliant. And William, where can we find you?
3: Uh, you can find me at William J. Caruana on Twitter, now that said I have been sort of keeping off Twitter for a bit these days, all the doom scrolling and stuff, right. but if you send me a message or a PM I'll get back to you in a day or two
0: great, and you can find me at GB Briley on Twitter and Twitch, but for now gentlemen thank you very much, we'll see you next time, bye bye thank you, bye bye
1: You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com
3: We had found all the notes of
1: this show at slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.